All good, Rodney. All right. Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, uh, new members and returning members. Today we have a very special guest, um, Madison Downs, which we're going to be replacing the evil with the good. Um, it's very important that we get to know our congressmen and candidates. Uh, we normally see them on TV with debates. Um, what's really crazy is how God has changed the dynamic. Uh, we actually have candidates that are willing to come on platforms like this and communicate with us. Uh, Madison Downs served in the Marines and the U.S. Army. He's a constitutionalist. And now, uh, further ado, I would like to introduce Madison Downs. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on the show with you guys. Thank you for uh, joining us, Madison. Um, <laughs> I enjoy uh, Twitter with you and Jerome. Um, <laughs> right. We uh, def definitely have a lot of battles on there. And uh, you yeah. will not succeed. No, no. You know, now's the time for us to all the good people, all the God-fearing people to actually stand up. I think that we have been, you know, uh, biding our time for far too long. And what has come of that, of us being too nice, is what we see around us. You know, evil just taking place all around us. We got babies being aborted and then being supported by the government, which is nuts. We've got... Um, terrorists uh, running the street and anarchists uh, consuming our, our cities. Um, we've got uh, good people being intimidated and police uh, being defunded. I mean, it's a mess right now. So now is definitely the time for us to stand up and stand for what's right. Most definitely. I agree 100%. I mean, the, the whole critical race theory, the uh, trying to separate the people to divide us. Um, they don't want us to have the galvanized moment. And uh, it's improved, you know, it's important. And that, that's why I got into the digital platform to, to spread uh, truth and information, um, bring people like yourself on here. Um, Cause we have to start supporting those that are going to fight back against the evil. And um, it's important that we start getting more, um, ex-military men and women running in our political realm because uh, they're not going to back down like some of the other politicians. The I would say the skin is sort of thick. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, oh, I can give you a little story. You know, I'm kind of a storyteller, obviously, being a chaplain, that's kind of what we do. Um you know, the, at least the latter half of my military career, I was a chaplain. Before that, I was a Marine. Marines don't have chaplains. Um, recently, this is kind of interesting. Uh, actually, it's very interesting. About two weeks ago, here's an example of veterans standing up. Uh, about two weeks ago, I received a phone call. As you know, Donald Trump, President Trump, was actually doing something as far as helping people out who were have you know, family members with mental illness or people who are dealing with opioids and things. Donald Trump was for the American citizen first, right? So then Biden comes in and basically tries to tear down everything that Donald Trump was fighting for. 
Um, it's interesting because a lot of situations that we go through, you hear about it. It's like other people, you know, as long as it's not them, as long as it's them and it's not you, you can maybe sympathize, but never really empathize. Um, about two weeks ago, um, I've got a little sister. We received a, a phone call from the police in Florida saying that she was dead. Um, you know, went through the whole nine. My brother, little brother, just so happened to be in Orlando taking his family to Disney World. And, uh, you know, we got a hold of my brother. He went up to identify the body. Um, they brought out the body and uh, they would not allow him to actually uh, positively identi identify the body. They wouldn't show a face. Uh, we started asking more questions. Things were adding up, you know. Um, went through, we got the death certificate. Uh, went through and uh, the medical examiner sent the body to a funeral, a funeral home, which was preparing the body to fly back to Newport News. We kept looking, we kept looking, uh, you know, just investigating on our own, trying to figure out what happened. Lo and behold, we found my sister alive. Uh, there's a like a five mile radius area of these hotels that it's run by druggies, you know, these drug lords and so on and so forth uh, in Orlando. Um, we had to basically go down and rescue my sister, literally myself, a couple other mil military buddies and, uh, and my brother, you know, too many people, talk about what they will do and they don't follow up and that's what we're getting also with a lot of these politicians they'll say anything any and everything that that sounds good um anything to get a vote anything that is going to make you smile get a couple dollars put into the trinket but they never follow through and that is why we're in a situation that we're in today we have too many talkers we have too many people trying to sound sound good, sell a story, and they never follow through. Fortunately, in this particular situation, this is a story about following through. You know, my sister is now uh, recovering in a, in a facility right now. You know, so um, am I making sense to you? You're making total sense. And <clears throat> what I got to say is that that's very powerful. Um, just getting back to the aspect that we need more military representatives men and women running in our political arenas just like i said they're they're not going to just be thinkers and just sit there they're you know they're not going to allow themselves to um be manipulated well the old guard i would say but this new era it's a force of god and mm -hmm. what you and your brother and those servicemen did man uh, <laughs> Man, I, I I take my hat off to you guys because we need more of that. I mean, the child sex trafficking, the enslavement that is going beneath the nose of the citizens mm -hmm. that have no clue on how deep this is. Right. It's crazy. And, and, and you know, you see the hashtags all the time, Mike, you know, save our children. That's precisely what my sister had gotten herself caught up into. You know, uh, drug traffickers dealing with cartel, heroin and opioids, um, and no way out. You know, no way out. 
and uh, you know, we could go into a whole lot of other conspiracy, and we could talk about, you know, a lot of things. For example, when you look at Biden and son, what the heck is he involved with? And there are no consequences for the man, you know. So, you know, these things are going on all around us, and we don't have the people in office that have the backbone and make it. And these are the type of people that we need in office. You know, we're, we don't need any more uh, um, puppets and people being, uh, um, you know, told what to do by uh, uh, big tech, big, uh, big bank, big industry, and the rest of us being left to, to lay in waste. You know, those days are over with. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> there, there's, there's this one guy that gets away on being racist mm-hmm. there's one guy that gets away on um touching and whispering to little kids and making comments mm-hmm. without consequences i mean mm-hmm. um if if the if if the media and, and and the justice system is not gonna do nothing about it I, I it's really crazy on how the population those people that are sleeping they don't voice opinions about the inscrepancies of this man, mm-hmm. but they allow the media to call Donald Trump racist, which he helped right. Black America and Hispanic America and White America. That's right. Um, they they say he he talks dirty, but this man that I'm talking about told a little kid on how she looked like she was 19 and how beautiful she looked with her legs crossed with the dress on. Um, oh, the man's a pervert. You know, Wait a minute. <laughs> there's there's no uh, the guy, you know, he needs help, um, you know, and, you know, uh, when you look at his offspring, the, the fruit does not fall far from the tree, obviously, you know, and it's it's amazing that people just want to look past all of these things, you know, uh, and so far as being racist, I mean, we've got 50 years of racist comments racist actions, racist policies that this man has implemented. And then he gets his his uh, number one, who is basically who benefited off of that and then continued to disenfranchise minorities and minority families. But, but hold on, Madison. If you vote hmm. for Trump, you ain't black. <laughs> well, uh, you know, <laughs> that's I mean, a, you know, when, when people say something like that, look, I, I graduated from Howard. You know, um, I do believe in my heritage, you know, uh, very strong in black culture. And, and uh, but let me tell you something, that kind of talk, it's garbage. Um, you know, it's, uh, the guys, he's, uh, I don't have many good things to say about him or individuals like him who will, do any and everything to separate us as Americans. You know, we're at a point right now where, you know, America is at war. You know, we need to we need to close down the borders. We need to build a wall. We need to rebuild our infrastructure. We need to stop fleecing the flock of our children. What I mean by that is uh, we're taking advantage of our children as far as education. Uh, we're sending our kids to these, you know, four-year liberal arts schools, you know, there was just an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, about 
students who graduate with ma uh, with master's degrees from major schools like Cornell, Harvard, whatever the case, and they're not able to get jobs in order to take care of the loans. So what we're doing is we are creating debtor slaves of our children, and this is all big bank, big corp doing this, you know, rather than you know, helping our children to be able to learn a trade uh, where they could actually own their own business, become entrepreneurs, become taxpayers rather than debtors, um, employ people, things of that nature. You know, uh, when you look at uh, these HB1s and bringing in immigrants and we're not hiring Americans first. Yeah, we're at war, you know, and uh, we need to recognize um, the issues that we are being confronted with and to confront them and overcome it. And the only way to do that is to get the right people in office who are going to put American interests first. 100%. We have to really kill that whole um, theory that they use of, of racism. And they're just using that to their advantage to dictate society. Um, they 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 really um, use the George Floyd situation to create the whole um, black emotion, the division with blacks and whites. So when this election took place and and things were rigged, they could use oh, you're that's black suppression for voters. Um, wait a minute, I'm half black and I voted for Trump, so um, I want to know if my vote counted. It it doesn't matter about color. But you guys use that situation to try to shut down voices. And I think they're shitting their pants because we ain't laying down. We ain't shutting down. And that's why I got into this digital um, soldier uh, <laughs> position, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I think there's a time right now where God has activated a lot of people to wake up to truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what they did with the George Floyd thing was they picked out a scab and, you know, it's a very emotionally volatile situation, you know, uh, no matter who you are, you know, uh, you know, with that watching a situation and and watching those things unfold on TV, you know, people handle things in different ways. What we're looking at, though, is, you know, how the Democrats exploited this crisis, you know, and then exploited the emotions of the American citizens in order to befool, uh, maroon them into, um, you know, voting against their interests. You know, the prime example is, <laughs> you remember when uh, Ice Cube was out and he was asking to talk uh, to both you know, Donald Trump and Biden. Yep. yep. You remember that? And then uh, Biden basically told him, hey, get to the back of the bus. You know, President Trump was willing to listen and implement. So, you know, it's interesting because the people who I speak to, it's, it's very hard to find someone who will admit that they voted for Biden nowadays. <laughs> I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a video that went viral with this African-American male that was at a gas station and it was in a, like, you know, in, in a hood part mm -hmm. and um, it was all these African-Americans filling up gas. And he was like, well, we had Trump. The gas was cheap. You guys oh, shouldn't be talking about you want to vote for Biden and fuck Trump and this, that and the other. 
whoa, 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 what is Biden doing for you now? Oh, you right. guys, you guys happy to uh to, to buy this expensive gas and, and it and man, that's very powerful. Very powerful. I mean, gas is you know it's three dollars and some change for for regular, you know, and what I'd gladly take a bad tweet and a dollar fifty cent gas, you know. Uh, I mean, the man came in and he just started destroying. He wrecked, started wrecking the economy. Um, he destroyed. Uh, look, you shut down our oil supply and open up uh, the oil for foreigners, you know completely not looking out for for the interests of Americans, you know. Uh, look at what was going on at the border and all, all the trafficking and the drugs now beginning to, I mean, just overrun the, the border down there. Thank goodness for those sheriffs uh, uh, along the southern border who are stepping up. But, I mean, he and Kamala, Kamala gets right on TV and lies about how she's been to the border. Absolutely ridiculous. I, you know, it's amazing that the American people have, you know, put up with uh, those two clowns in the White House right now. Yeah, I think it's um, it's starting to get to to the precipice. It's getting to the breaking point with some people. Um, a lot of people see what's going on. I mean, when you start seeing that you are being locked down in in certain states and mm. your rights are being taken away because they mm-hmm. use COVID as an excuse, mm-hmm. another rabbit hole that we can go down. Um, but you stop testing these illegal, illegal immigrants for COVID and you're just letting them come in here sick and you got them boarding planes and buses and you're giving them hotels. Um, well, that struggling. You're, getting, you're putting illegals in hotels while you got homeless vets out on the street. You know, you're shutting down mental health facilities and, and taking care of illegals. You know, uh, you uh, they what they did was they 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 pick and chose which businesses were going to survive and which ones were not. You know, when they shut down the government, you know, Democrat governments, because they were Republican governors that didn't that didn't do this. You know, they violated everyone's first and second and fourth amendment rights over this mask mandate. You know, it's almost like Democrats are saying, well, it's not almost like the Democrats are saying the Constitution is null and void when they say so. And it's it's just, it's ridiculous. And then they get mad. I know this is going to be a hot topic, but they act like they don't understand when people are upset and they show up in Washington because you've got lawmakers and a president or whatever, you know, people who have been there for have been in Washington for so long that they have become estranged from the rest of society. They can't relate to the rest of us. So they come up with all these laws and and violate people's constitutional rights, not just U.S., but also state constitutions all across the land. And then they get upset when people show up kicking and screaming. Exactly. Um, What happened in Washington um, a lot of us, we understand that that was a major infiltration and they try to make, uh, Trump supporters look like, uh, they're the ones that really oh. did the damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump supporters really did the damage. There was, there was millions of Trump supporters out there. It would have been a hell of a lot worse than what took place. 
and with some of the actual evidence and proof, mm-hmm. um, some people were getting access to just walk right through the doors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you have police officers that were, you know, we saw it, you know, waving people in, you know, and typically speaking, you know, most conservatives, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we're, we're licensed to carry. It's not like we're going to, sh- you know, that was definitely not what they want to call it. Yet, you know, an insurrection, you know, um, an unarmed insurrection. It makes absolutely no sense, but it makes sense if you're trying to sell a point, a talking point, and you're trying to fear monger uh, to the rest of the people. Yeah, and that's what it was. All that was was just like this whole racist theory that they took and ran with it. It was just another mechanism to shut down voices, um, to try to install fear, to try to get us to go away from our rights to assemble a social setting to speak our words on what we don't like that's going on, like our school school boards. Um, I mean, here here in Wisconsin, in Burlington, Wisconsin, you can look this up when you get a chance because it went viral. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They were trying to push the critical race theory on the students and the parents were voicing their opinions at a school board meeting. So mm-hmm. how does black lives matter, which we know that don't stand for black lives. Right. Magically show up and start swearing in these parents' face. Wow. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about critical race theory, you know, that whole philosophy and, and, and its connection to the public school system you know, it's been going on undercover for the last 50 years, man. You know, I mean, even the manner in which the public school system was set up, it was set up from Prussia and it was designed to be more of a socialist uh, organization. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can't remember the actual father of education. It just his name slips my mind right now. But he was so astonished at the manner in which in Prussia, which is old Germany, how, you know, the state was taking ownership of people's children, you know, and quite literally, that's what you're seeing happening here. You know, in my district, for example, uh, Bobby Scott, the congressman, you know, parents need help. They need to be, families need to be able to have autonomy over their families, not the government running families. You know, we need to be able to get back to and this has this has to do with with schools and everything else, but we need to be able to get to the point where we have strong tradi- traditional families, because from that you build strong communities, states, and it just grows outward from there. So, you know, what my uh, competitor has done, or the incumbent has done, and he goes out and he uh, strengthens the power of the state via CPS. You know, and there are a lot of parents been um, disenfranchised by CPS. Some people will view them as a legalized uh, kidnapping agency, you know, but um, basically uh, giving them the authority to, to come in almost like the red flag type laws. Well, they can do that with your kids. Now, with them trying to implement critical race theory and other policies, the pronoun game and things of that nature, now you're going to start seeing that if you don't have the shot, if you don't have the jab, you're going to see them start coming in and, and uh, basically um, 
uh, going after parents because they don't want to kill children to be vaccinated with the, get, getting the jab. So any way that they can, they're going to try to disenfranchise families. They've been doing this for a long time because they want the state to be able to run everything. You know, and it's been that way from the beginning. That's the way it was uh, originally supposed to be designed. But in order for communism and Marxism to actually begin to manifest, it it takes several decades before you actually start to see the outward signs of it. And so here we are. So now it's time to fight back. I agree 100%. I mean, uh, when they got rid of textbooks, and they replaced it with tablets and computer systems. Mm-hmm. They, they took away um, the free thinking and the sharpness of your consciousness mm-hmm. to where um, we have family family members and friends, and we're like, man, how are they sleeping? And how are they not woken up to this to the truth and the reality? It, it's because how they've been programmed. Um, they they want someone else to think for them. They want Don Lemon to tell them lies and, and Chris Como and the L Sharptons on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. And um, it's terrible. I mean, we mm-hmm. have learned that our whole media system has failed us. Well, they've been failing us, mm-hmm. but you know, and that's why I'm thankful for Trump because the more he kept saying fake news is the more that, my consciousness realized, wow, I see what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, you they, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut no, you you're good. I was going to say, and they're, they're all liars. Well, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I remember my parents always saying, you know, the media was the beast, you know, and it was part of the beast system, you know, because what they did was all they did was they, they pushed propaganda, you know? Um, so Absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, I was going to say something else, but it slipped my mind. But uh, go ahead. No, it's just, it's just really, really crazy. And um, one of the founding fathers said, "I'm not. I can't. I'm not going to say it exactly like how he said it, but he said for um, the for freedom of information for for information to be suppressed from the people will lead a population of ignorance." Right. Right. I, I remember what I was going to say, and it, and it has to do with what you're talking about now. There used to be a, a once upon a time we used to teach our children how to think critically. You know, um, we didn't teach them what to think. Uh, the, if you're working a math problem, there were several different ways that you could arrive to the correct answer as long as you could show your work. Because as long as you were showing your work, you were showing the process of critical thinking. You know, if you wrote an essay in English class, you know, we made sure that, you know, your punctuation and that your grammar and syntax was correctly uh, correctly written uh, so that you could actually express yourself in an expression uh, in a proficient manner. Nowadays, um, it's not so much about the content. It's not so much about teaching our children how to think critically. It's not about arriving to different, uh, a solution, different ways. You know, um, it's all about creating drones. 
you know, goes back into what I was saying earlier, you know, about sending our children to these, for example, liberal arts schools, you know, uh, they have to be drones, you see, because when they go into the uh, liberal arts school that, you know, pays Sally Mae, you know, and it pays big corp and then big tech is getting money while they're, you know, wasting their time, maybe getting an art degree, you know? So by the time they've graduated, they're couple hundred thousand dollars in debt and uh, no place to get a job you know it makes too much sense to really take an interest in our youth and say listen you know we've got all these jobs over here at the shipyard we're working on these nuclear subs you know why don't you go to this Votech? you know uh, we see that you know while you're learning you know english and everything you, you're kind of bored doing that maybe you know you might want to do some wood chop you might want to do some diesel mechanics you know and then with those jobs you know that's real money you know as opposed to spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on nothing and becoming a debtor slave but they got to feed the beast right and when they're yeah. feeding they don't care anything about these children their families nothing you know it's all about big corp big tech big bank you know, and uh, this is what we have to get away from in order to and also think about it like this. If you have someone who has their own, right, they go in, they, you know, maybe spend two years, get a get a real job, you know, two years in a tech school. They've got their certs, you know, they can go anywhere in the world and work. You know, if you're a welder or a plumber, deep sea plumber, you're making six figures or close to it. You can go any, anywhere in the world to work. If you're working on nuclear subs, you know, or whatever the case, you can take that trade anywhere and make good money. So then you go out and you buy yourself a house or a car or whatever, you know, and, and you, you settle down and lay some roots. That person is going to be more apt to pay attention to what's going on in politics that person is going to be more apt to not be a slave or let a politician run over them because they have something to fight for. They're not going to let somebody come in and just raise taxes arbitrarily. They're not going to let somebody come in and just write these laws and these rules that make absolutely no sense and steal their rights away from them. But see, they know that if they keep them going and, you know, um, in the direction that we're going right now, yeah, they they can uh, run roughshod over the, over the people for generations to come. Absolutely. Um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which I talked to Jerome and his wife is from there, which mm-hmm. that was that was pretty cool. Um, so I'm half black and Sicilian. Okay. There's this Italian grocery store that my family always went to since mm-hmm. I was a little kid. They, my, you know, my family knows them very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just seen today on a post from my friend that they are now closing June, wait, wait, June 9th. They closed because they cannot find workers. And oh. that's, that's what these clowns has done to multiple states, our communities. This is, this is not by accident. This is by design. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's just really crazy because all these people are getting all this free money. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, you know, it's, you know, 
they are creating, the Democrats are creating an environment of, you know, first it was fast food. Now it's, uh, you know, and not just fast food, it's have your way Burger King style. Now it's, uh, you know, uh, entitlement, you know, uh, whatever you worked hard to earn, they feel some, many people feel as though they are entitled to what you earn. Um, and that's what we're running into a problem with. And, you know, they are, they are acting as the pacifier, the government, the Democrats, by using this, uh, uh, to pacify the, uh, you know, the fears and all this sort of thing, you know, and to be honest, I'm not sure how many people really are fearful of it. I wonder how many people are just taking advantage of a situation at this point. You know, uh, the majority of people got to know that, you know, that the government's just been lying, you know, uh, that this thing is not as bad as what they were saying, you know, from the beginning, you know? So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of us, uh, we know the truth. Uh, we know Dr. Fauci, um we know obama mm-hmm. we know we know a lot of the the connections we know about the 2015 covid um pandemic uh simulation they had up in new york with bill gates um, oh yeah this this mm-hmm. is all by design man and um all by just terrible they were following it all the way up until uh uh, my buddies and I knew about this thing going on in China before we started running. You know, we ran in 2020, right? So 2018, 2019, you know, we had units out there monitoring this epidemic before it even hit. So they knew it was coming uh, the whole time. So what we're talking about is we're talking about gross negligence on behalf of the government. You know, these congressmen, they you know, knew. Madison- that, mm-hmm. That's executive order one three eight one eight. Needs to slap them hard. Mm-hmm. Slap them where it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's video footage of Obama in 2015 talking about preparing and getting used to of an outbreak pandemic. Oh, yeah. Shit, um, how did you know that? Are you Ostradamus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he came out just recently, I think a couple of months ago, and said that it wouldn't be there'll be another one coming. Uh, I want to in the last year, you know, in, in one of his speaking engagements. So, yeah, you know, um, I recently watched. Uh, there was a mayor of D.C. Uh, and Fauci, you know, start going from um, door to door asking people to take the jab. Wow. And, yeah, she ran into this one resident up there. A buddy of mine was FaceTiming it. You know, he was doing it live on Facebook. And the guy gave both of them the business. He wasn't putting up with it. He didn't want the jab. You know, they stayed and tried to argue. Fauci got uh, frustrated and walked off. So they started walking down, uh, dejected. And then uh, and naturally, this was in the black side of town. You know, because <laughs> they, they keep trying to black folk, right? So, you know, wow. down there in the southeast, you know, trying to push this stuff. They walk up the street 
and just so happened uh, there was a rally of people who were protesting violence in the city. So rather than worrying about the real issues, the violence that's taking place, the things that people are really concerned about, about their families, this woman's out here trying to push a jab on an imaginary, on a boogeyman, and uh, just to uh, push their agenda. You know, and, and that's them. You know. They yeah, did just- that here. They did that in Milwaukee. Um <clears throat> So when COVID was out, or I'm not even, I'm going to say the hoax was out, the local news here kept saying 89% of African Americans that, that catch COVID is, it will die and blah, 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 and this, that, right. and the other. And, and my black family, they, they were scared. My grandmother, right. yeah. which is in yeah. her 80s, was scared. She's a, a diabetic. She has high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and her doctor would call her up for doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, she's from Jackson, Mississippi. She's real Southern. And she's right. like, she told her doctor flat out, she says, I ain't coming to the doctor's appointment. She says, I ain't trying to catch COVID. I mean, right. the, 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 the media had them so scared, right? Mm-hmm. So about a month or two later, my grandmother gets sick. And she finds out, or she takes her test. They say she has COVID. Now, mm-hmm. now, not to mention, she's pushing 80. Right. She has high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And they, you know, they say African-Americans, it'll kill them. <clears throat> White America, make sure that you take your vaccine so you don't kill the black people and stuff, right? right. They're just right. trying to do another separation division. Right. My grandmother got rid of, she was, she went to the hospital. She was good within a week and she's still on this God's green earth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think that this whole family has had it, you know, we haven't gone in for antibodies or anything like that, but yeah, I think that we all had it. Um, I mean, if it wasn't COVID, it was something that that had me thinking I was going to die for a minute. You know, it was not really, but, you know, a really bad type of a, a cold bronchial type thing. You know, um, my my daughter got sick, messed her up pretty good, though. Um, clots and things of that nature, we had to get her in to the uh, emergency room, but she recovered really quickly. Um, and my wife got sick really bad. And this was... You know, I want to say that February to March time frame when it was, you know, going around pretty bad. But I mean, outside of that, man, you know, I'm out everywhere um, and I'm fine, you know, so, but it did. It scared my parents as well. You know, a lot of my family members, um, I've got some family members that, that got the jab and I'm like, what are you doing? But, you know, to each his own. Yeah, same here. Um, same happened to me. I was sick all of February and mm. the beginning of March. Mm. I mean, this was, uh, was when COVID first came out, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I didn't go to the doctor. For some reason, I didn't trust going to the doctor. I, I, right. My daughter, she's going to school to be a, uh, a PA, and she's like, she had her little 
thing listening to my chest and she was like dad you know you're barking pretty bad you should probably go to the doctor and i'm like no i'm not going to the doctor right. just give me a bunch of hauls i, I drank a bunch of fluids mm-hmm. um and i want to say after that fourth week right everything just like broke i mean i couldn't smell i couldn't taste and that's when everything like took place shortly after that and i'm like wow i think i had COVID, right and uh, it's it's really crazy on how they did this to us and what makes yeah. me think is i think they distributed this through the food mm-hmm. and possibly the air mm-hmm. because if you look at the the president of tanzania in africa mm-hmm. he tests the fruit and the goats and they're all coming up positive for COVID. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then when 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 the COVID was hitting here in Wisconsin, I know here, and it probably was other places, our meat plants were being shut down because the COVID outbreaks were bad. That's right. So were they yeah. and and they come to find out that China owned what was it, eighty or ninety percent of the processing plants. Yep, it happened right there, right in my territory, right in uh, Suffolk, uh, you know, with the port plant down there. China owns the spot, had a COVID uh, outbreak. I mean, if, if people don't realize that we're, we're at war with China, you know, I, I mean, you know, first it's the intellectual theft. Then it's, I mean, just outright sending, you know, deadly diseases over here, you know, buying up uh, ports and territories and businesses and shit they're buying our universities up yeah man i mean come on (laughs) that's just you know and and you can't get it in your soul to say america first exactly and and you and you say and you you say that and you have taken the oath to support and defend but you can't muster it up in your soul to put americans first you're a traitor you don't deserve to be in office you need to be convicted and, and thrown in jail at the least and we've got a whole lot of congress and i got some I, I got some better ideas oh they yeah. need to go to tribunal court right and they need to disappear well i was being you know i was trying to keep it political man you know <laughs> yeah this is a non-sensor platform but i i totally right. get it um because there's too much treason going on when, when you're genocide on the people you're right. rigging elections right um you're allowing other foreign countries to dictate how our kids are thinking in school absolutely and allowing money to be transferred to where these other countries buy our school systems out mm-hmm. to manipulate what gets taught in the school mm-hmm. that's an issue that's a problem that's a huge problem. You know, that, that's a huge problem. I mean, it's, and it's in our face now, you know, and when you run into somebody who, who says, Hey, we're American first, let's wave the flag and, and, uh, come together. Then that person is considered to be a, a, racist. Pro- a racist or yeah, a racist or a problem. Well, I'm not going to say they don't call me a racist. You know what I mean? They, they might try to behind my back, call me a uncle Tom or something behind my back. But, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of people, black and white, who are sick and tired of this nonsense. But we're allowing uh, the the what is really, I believe, the minority to dictate the rules right now. 
you know, the majority of people with families, you know, if you look at, for example, LGBTQ, um, what's the percentage of them and their, you know, writing policy for those of us who are heterosexual, who have children, who send our kids to public school? Yeah. We're the majority. Think about that. So... Well, as a little six-year-old can tell the teacher, oh, teacher, I think I'm a girl today. Yeah. And they have the right to change the kid's sex without parents' consent. Like, what I mean, the hell? What administration adds someone to come up with that idea? Well, that that's the point. You know, it's, you got these minority uh, special interest groups who are special interest groups who are getting in there and influencing policy through lobbying. And you know, the bottom line is we are the majority. We are the ones who should be, and that's what we're starting to see, are starting to take back over, you know, all of these things, you know. And But it's just amazing how these special interest groups and um, fringe groups have, have, were able to infiltrate in the first place, you know. Yeah, they, I think they, they screw themselves <laughs> up because they're bringing us closer together. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, um, that's what we need. Uh, we need to stop being patient with a lot. You know, if you see something that's nonsensical, say it's nonsensical. You know, you know, if you're a little boy, you know, and, and you want to say that you're a little girl. No, that's nonsense. You have a penis. All right. You're a boy. All right. Um, you have an X and a Y chromosome, you know, you know, you go into the boy's bathroom, you know, it's inappropriate for you to be in a little girl's bathroom. You know, these things, we need to start calling out and standing on these things, you know, because it's right is right. Uh, and I'm just using that as an example, but there are several issues like that. You know, listen, we're in America, we speak English, you know, of course we share else's culture i mean that's what america's about it's a mouth it's a melting pot but we speak english here we have one flag it's old glory you know exactly. that's it we don't mind you uh waving whatever flag you want to on your own private property but we have one flag here you know embrace so, it embrace it if you don't like it you can leave it's, it is still a free country you can leave if you want to you know, but there are certain things that we expect you to assimilate to being an American citizen, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with expecting other people to do that. Exactly. Um, going back to what you were just saying, <clears throat> I just found out or I just heard. Um, and I believe it was California that the women inmates are starting to complain Mm-hmm. Because they passed a law for trans transgender rights in California, and some of most of the transgender males that are like highly criminals mm-hmm. are like they have they're pedophiles, they have rape on mm-hmm. their cases, and they're mm-hmm. going into these women prisons and mm-hmm. they're raping the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of times if you see me texting something or writing about LGBTQ, you always notice that I put a P at the end because that P stands for pedophile because that's what's, that's the next initial that's going to be added on if we allow them to keep on. You know, they're pushing toward that. And everything basically boils down to the victimization of our children. Now, getting to your point of this feminism thing, and then you got the 
the tra transvestites or whatever they are that go in there and disenfranchise these women prisoners. I mean, look, man, you know, it's, it's a clown show right now. And the world is looking at us and laughing. You know, we're, 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 we're talking about celebrating and spending money on sex changes in the military while China is out there developing super soldiers. You know, I mean, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's embarrassing. You know, and any politician uh, that is is down with that, that that's supporting that, um, you know, everybody who is of the majority need to be at his front doorstep. You know, uh, as at his office until he either resigns, don't vote this guy back in. He does not need to represent us who are the majority. And guess what? The nation is not going to succeed without healthy traditional families. It's not. 100% and God. And God, absolutely. And when I say traditional, that's what I'm talking about, God, country, core, family. You yeah. know, those, that code there, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, I mean? No country can survive without those things. So... And that's why China's been uh, manipulating our society to try to destroy that. Just like they took out, they took over portions of Africa, and they just did that by the greed of money. Right. And they're not even allowing Africans. I forgot which part of Africa it is. They're not even allowing Africans to come into that area, and they've got their, they've got their own military there, strong. And they mm -hmm. just took over the whole part of Africa because mm -hmm. some chief was accepting millions of dollars from them, thinking that they were helping them. And mm -hmm. little did he know they bought you out. You know, I was talking to my wife earlier. You know, I could really care less about Africa. I, you know, uh, I, I understand what you're saying about China, though, and the strategy that they're using. You know, um, <laughs> our concerns are only about America. What's in the best interest of America? You know, uh, and what we have to do is, you know, basically shut China down as far as our, so our affairs are concerned. We need to close off the border. We need to put a moratorium on these uh, on immigrants. I mean, legal immigration. Yes. OK. But right now we don't even know how to do that correctly. So we need to just shut it all down. We need to work on our infrastructure. We need to start putting Americans first, take care of veterans take care of our children and support our, our, our traditional families. And that's exactly. what it's not rocket science to help American uh, families and American citizens out. It's not rocket science, but the issue is they're trying to convolute everything because they're trying to be the politicians that are in charge right now, AKA Biden and Kamala, who hasn't got a clue. Uh, I, she's about as ditzy as, as, as I've ever seen. And then the other guys, has got dementia, um, you know, they are conspiring to tear down the country. There's no way that you can convince me otherwise. Yeah. I mean, the puppet masters behind them, not just them, but the puppet masters behind them. I mean, how do you work, how do you run someone with dementia who can't remember what he, you know, <laughs> uh, 20 minutes ago? You know, how do you get a, a, a person to run as your running mate who lost out, I mean, 0% when she was running for president. And you she know? was out. 
on her racism. Yeah, sold out. Black and bronze out. Yeah. So I mean, come on, man. You know this is this is ridiculous. This is thick. It's thick. We we have to. We have to first. What we have to do. We have to stick with our rules and our laws mm-hmm. strongly. Mm-hmm. We can't allow people like Sidewell and Fang Fang mm-hmm. to be hanging up together. Right. We can't allow infiltration. Mm-hmm. We can't allow our school systems to receive money from out of country. Oh come on! Yeah. I mean, if we really want to <laughs> fix this, we have to like. We have to tighten those things up, mm-hmm. and justice needs to be served in all those different areas. Absolutely, because that's absolutely. what really destroyed us. A- absolutely, yeah. I mean, we need real investigations. We need to really be, but you know, we need people of integrity to be in office who are going to conduct these investigations. I mean, and you're right. You know, probably, uh, you know, where it is right now, we dug in and we actually found the truth. You know, there'll be several military tribunals taking place. You know, and people would be even even though most people would say because of the corruption that we're seeing nowadays, they would probably say I would not be surprised. But I think that people would be absolutely astonished at the corruption, who is as corrupt as they are and what, um, you know, would uh, would take place. I mean, literally, man, I can remember when I was a chaplain up in uh, Belvoir. Um, I had a situation where my soldiers were being taken advantage of by way of espionage by a Chinese military officer. I can't really go into that too much because the case is still ongoing to a, to a certain degree, but I can say this, it got to the point in Comey, this was during Comey's day, he let the slimy bastard go. Yeah, we know all about him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but they were doing this to active duty soldiers. They were allowing things to happen to active duty soldiers. You see what I'm saying? So when we start digging into the corruption and, you know, how deeply this thing goes, how, how people were paid off, so on and so forth, you know, I mean people would be absolutely astonished. You you know, when you, it's like this, you know, when you read scripture, you know, uh, you know, Jesus was telling a story one time where he was talking about the devil, right? And then, and then people would be astonished that when they saw the devil, how weak and whimsy he was, you know, that type of astonishment, you know, just amazed at how deep this thing goes and how corrupt this government has become. Yeah. I definitely can imagine. Um, we've been down a lot of rabbit holes in this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I don't know how much more time you have if you just want to go to questions or whatever, because I don't want to hold you up. I know you're a busy person. I, I could take a few questions and um, if you'd like. Most definitely. Um, I'm going to start off here with Kyle. He has his hand raised. Go ahead, Kyle. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, Mr. Downs. Um, I'm originally from Ohio. I currently live in Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for your service and sacrifice and your time tonight. 
Very My well. question is, um, I saw today where they were removing, as part of the woke cancel culture, the statue of Robert E. Lee here in Charlottesville. So mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? We had a situation like that recently where people wanted to name a or rename a uh, a waterway or a bank. You know, there was a Confederate soldier's name. Bottom line is, just to make a long story short, uh, we need the monuments to stay where they are so that we understand and don't forget history. There are certain places I think that are inappropriate. And I'll give you an example. Um, for example, if... I'm going into a courthouse, you know, there shouldn't be any Confederate thing, you know, statues or anything where my children can walk into a courthouse and they feel disenfranchised. But insofar as that statue and the majority of these other monuments, they need to be, remain where they are. You know, I don't think that it's a good idea to erase history in any capacity. Um, I know the argument is out there for you know, if you're going to, you know, keep a statue or remove a statue, then you put it in a um, a museum. Um, you know, what's next? Uh, removing the Martin Luther King statue, uh, you know, out of Washington. You know, I think a better example would be to, uh, if we want to have openness and transparency to, you know, take a deeper look at history and resurrect uh, other monuments that uh, we uh, that represent forgotten American history from other cultures as well. Does that answer your question? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, sir. Anybody else got a question for Madison? Um, any of the admins, there's no members with their hands raised. If you had a question, you can go ahead and unmute your mic. I have a question. So if you're elected, mm -hmm. what are you going to do in the first 100 days? Oh, that's good. All right. Well, the first 100 days, what I want to do is I want to take a look at uh, how we can disseminate monies down into our local government insofar as ways in which we can take care of our citizens. I speak a lot about and I've spoken a lot about trades. Um, school choice uh, has a lot to do with that. You know, um, I want to make sure that our students and our families are taken care of. When I speak of students, I want to give them opportunities that have been taken away from them. Um, you know, VOTEC, I want to make sure that there's adequate funding there. Um, I want to look at some of the policies that have been established that are disenfranchising families. Remember, I mentioned CPS where autonomy is being taken had been taken away from families i want to make sure that families have complete autonomy or as much autonomy as possible within the law of their families and not the government um i want to take a look at uh how we are viewing uh abortion laws in our area in our state one of the things about Congress is when you get in, you know, you can get people to say, okay, well, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and so on and so forth. It just doesn't work that way in Congress. You have to be able to work with your colleagues. You have to be able to convince them to go along with certain bills or to speak down, tear down certain bills. But these are the areas that I'm focused on. 
uh, veterans, veteran care, and mental health, uh, those areas. So uh, does that answer your question? It sure does. Thank you, sir. And thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Anybody else got a question? I don't have a question, but Madison, I would just like to say, you know, thanks for coming tonight. Um, thank you for your service. My husband is also a Marine and um, you, I, I really love your transparency and not holding back with running for office and just kind of your feelings on, you know, the depth of the corruption. It's, that's kind of refreshing to me. I know it's probably hard to do that. So I appreciate that. And um, the part about the P at the end of the name, you had me like almost spit on my computer laughing over here. So. Thank you for the humor. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you so much. So if there's no more questions, um, we won't hold uh, Madison up. No more questions. All right, cool. Madison, uh, if you can give everybody um, uh, your social media links and how could we uh, contribute to help with your campaign and um, and Anyone that comes that comes on this platform, this is now your platform. If you need anything to be shared, if you're speaking anywhere, you need something promoted, you can send it to me or send it to any of my admins, which is Texas Girl, Gen H, or whatever. Um, this platform is your platform. But uh, if you can provide that information, that would be great as well. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Kim. Um, you can go to madisondowns4congress.com. That's my webpage. Uh, there'll be a link on there that says donate or contribute. Um, every dollar helps. Um, I'm also found at Madison Downs for Hampton Roads on Facebook. Uh, we have a page there. And also it's Madison for Congress or is it Madison Downs for Congress on Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, so those are the all the the platforms. But if you go to madisondownsforcongress.com, it also has all those links up there. So you'll be able to find everything there. Oh, Texas girl just shared it. And oh, just when Jerome came on, um, I contributed him $100 to his campaign. And as soon as we hang up, I'm going to do the same thing for you, brother. Thank you so much. And I'd like to address uh, Texas girl's uh, question. Uh, um, because, you know, I, I really like to be more thorough and I know we don't have a lot of time, but just reaching back to that hundred days, you'll notice that Jerome Bell and I are very, very close. Now, Jerome is running in the second, I'm running in the third. We also have been recruiting others, um, um, and bringing them into the fold, uh, insofar as our brand of Republicanism. You know, uh, no rhinos, real Republicanism and putting Americans first. And we've got some people who are running for delegate as well. So it's more of a thing where, remember I mentioned to you that we have to be able to not only um, get in, but we have to uh, argue with and convince and create our own teams in order to make sure that we are uh, creating the policies or throwing out the policies that are good or bad. So we're all working together to make sure that we're trying to take care of, that we are going to take care of Americans and put Americans first. So that's a part of our strategy as well. So just kind of throw that out there. Um, I hope that helps out a little bit too. 
<laughs> it sure does. Thank you. And uh, we appreciate you so much, Madison. Um, <clears throat> I would love to have you on again. Uh, I know Kim Klazik, ah, she's yeah. going to be joining us August 7th. Um, nice. that's, that should be fire. And um, I hope you had a chance to listen to Bishop Larry Gators because he's bringing so much truth that needs to be heard that will help that galvanized moment. And um, I really appreciate you, and I can't say – how much I'm honored to have people like you, Jerome, Kim, come on this platform with citizens and be transparent. Um, man, I, I'm really thankful from God for that. Well, you're very welcome. Uh, the pleasure and honor is all mine. Uh, thank you for allowing me to come on and share my, uh, my, my heart with you. Um, and I will love to solicit your prayers as we go forth. And uh, prayerfully, I can be the type of representative that we all need and want so that we can turn this ship around. 100%. Thank you for coming on, Madison. I wish you uh, nothing but the best success. And like I said, I'm going to go hard for you. You and Jerome. Thank you so much, brother. appreciate that. You have a, a good rest of your day, boss. You guys have a blessed one. Take good care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.